0: This is the More Conversations podcast with the Andrew Young Center for Global Leadership at Morehouse College. I'm your host, Jedediag Grady, and today I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with Mr. Giovanni Hernandez. Giovanni stars in the film, College Behind Bars, today he's going to take some time to speak with us about his experiences with the program. Giovanni, my man, how are you?
1: Hi, hi, hi how's it going? And do you mind if I call you Jed? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, Actually, I, I <laughs> I'm going to butcher your name if I try to pronounce it. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, that's
0: what, that's um, what most people
1: call me. Um, now I'm doing all right, Um, Thank you for having me on this podcast. It's a pleasure to sit here and have this conversation with you. Um, it's kind of what I live for now. This is my passion: is to have this conversation um, with as many people as I can. You know, it's kind of like a, a, a mission of mine because um, it's important that we, um, you know, change the narrative and sort of you know push the needle in the direction that we need it to go.
0: Absolutely, appreciate your time, bro. Um, so before we get into some of the meat of the conversation. Can you give an explanation of what College Behind Bars is for maybe the people that don't know or maybe haven't heard of it? Okay, so College Behind Bars is the brainchild
1: of these two wonderful women uh, Lynn Novick and Sarah Botstein. Um, it follows the lives of a group of incarcerated students, myself included, um, at different points in their academic journey. Um, inside of the Bard Prison Initiative, With um, it, follow, it follows us over the course of, I believe, six years, um, and it just gives a real human face to this, you know, the the topic of of higher education in prison, um, and really delves into, um, you know, the issue not in terms of uh, numbers, right, um, but more in, in the ways that you can't quantify, right? Um, right? It exposes it exposes the benefits that education confers someone. That aren't necessarily, necessarily, um, you know, financial benefits. Right. Um, yeah, and so it's a four-part series. Each each episode is an hour long, um, and yeah, you just really get to know the, um, me and my colleagues um, as we struggle um, and really, uh, you know, grow through this process of of um, attempting to earn
0: our degrees while incarcerated. Dope, dope. Um, so, yeah, I heard you touch on education, and I feel like, one, I don't know, I feel like people are sometimes really quick to judge based on people's decisions, but maybe you could talk a little bit about where you came from and why education was maybe not presented in a way, in a fair way, that gave you a fair you know, chance at you know, a bright future.
1: Absolutely, Jed. Um, You see, uh, I'm from New York. I'm a New York native. I'm originally from the South Bronx, um, you know, single mom, low, low income household, um, you know, grew up on public assistance and, um, you know, at the public school system, at least the one that I, you know, that I grew up in didn't really afford, um, the quality of education, um, nowhere near it that, you know, I, you know, experienced while in college, um, you know, my public school education was really more so, um, prescriptive right um it, it was geared more toward exams and it, it it didn't allow room for you to develop your own ideas or your own opinions about the material um it was really more so learn this memorize this um and repeat it back to me um there was no critical thought of it there was no of there was no me in the educational process right it was more I was just a a receptacle for all this knowledge, all this information that I was supposed to just accept. um, um, and you know, that I feel, um, hindered my development, um, in terms of, you know, my own ability to think for myself, to make my own decisions, to, um, discern, um, you know, my own opinions from the opinions of others.
0: So what about college granted you that ability or that, you know, pathway to critical thinking? And, you know, like you said, thinking for yourself instead of just being fed information over and over.
1: Um, well, it was the focus on on critical thought, on developing critical thinking. Um, you know, one thing about the Bar Initiative and Bard College in general is that it's very, very uh, um, mo- mo- many of the cur- courses are centered on writing. Writing is the central to the entire, to the curriculum. Um, in almost every class that isn't like mathematics, um, or, or, some sort of science. Um, and so I had to write papers for every, almost every class I took. And you know, that meant coming up with my own theses, going back and rewriting things, um, you know, fine tuning my argument, it meant really thinking for myself, going out and finding my own, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, evidence to back up what I'm saying. This is something I never really had to do in uh, um, prior to uh, the Bard Prison Initiative. This is not. This is something that any of my previous academic experiences never challenged me to do. They never really asked me what I thought, and that's think that was the, the key difference um, from the college classroom to every other classroom I was in. Is that when I was in there, the professor was more interested in what I thought about the material than what the material was in itself, um, and that really. De- made me develop as a person, as a thinker, as a student, um, you know, and it, it was hard not to take, you know, what was happening to me in the classroom, you know, outside of the classroom into the prison yard and my relationships with my family. I was just growing as an individual as I was growing as a student.
0: Yeah, no, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, going off that, just your time in there, could you talk about One, I guess it's your mindset, you know, probably being at rock bottom and then kind of talk about, okay, what was your motivation for getting through, right? And just what, you know, with a little bit of nuance, like talk about how you had to internally understand, okay, like this is a system that was created and continually, you know, oppresses me. However, i am got to do what I can to, to hustle, to grind, to get back into the workplace, right? Even though that's the same system that oppressed me in the first place. So just talk about um, kind of just, yeah, how you stay motivated, even though you had to go back into that same system when you got out of prison um, to be successful. Um, hmm. Kind of a loaded question. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> um, So I'm gonna be honest with you, Um, you know, I spent the first half of my incarceration really not getting it, really getting into trouble, um, being transferred from, you know, facility to facility. I was a teenager at the time and I was angry and I didn't understand that. And I didn't understand how to express that. And I didn't have any outlet for that outside of violence, which was what like life and, you know, that those years, those initial years in prison had taught me right you were 16 right yeah i was 16 when i was incarcerated um i was 19 by the time i was sentenced and sent upstate and yeah you know let's say from 2005 to about 2010 um i was just getting into trouble trying to figure myself out trying to figure you know life inside uh, out um and try to just make sure i was safe um and it was a lot for me to, I'll be honest with you. It was a lot for me to process, a lot for me to understand. And I felt like I wasn't really growing, um, not in the ways that were, in the ways that one would wanna grow, right? I, I felt like I was growing um, laterally or, or, or in negative ways. Um, and then in about, in 2010, I was transferred to a facility that had college and prison. It was the first time that I had like an actual um, like proximity to the a program like that. Um, and I wasn't even interested in applying to be honest. I, at that time, I just figured out how to not get in trouble. And I didn't want to like alter my routine. I didn't want to change anything. Cause I was like, you know, this is the way that I make it out. Um, but I had a friend of mine who was a student at the time. And, you know, he convinced me that it, it was worth applying. It was worth, you know, trying to get into it. Even though if, even if he couldn't really tell me why, um, and so I did. I applied, um, and you know, I got in. So it was a surprise to me. Um, and even then, it was just like I was doing it because it was something to do, and it, was, it seemed like something productive to do. And everyone else seemed excited about it, and like it was cool. It was nice to be accepted into a program that you know um, had limited spots. Um, but I, for me, even then, like it didn't really click to me like what this opportunity meant. Um, I'm going to say it wasn't into like mid most of the way, maybe three quarters of the way through my first semester, um, that. It clicked that i realized that something was happening to me. Um, that I wasn't even aware of, right. That I was beginning to think differently and it wasn't like, and it was, it wasn't taking effort if, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, so to give you an example. I remember one time going back to my uh, my bunk and not wanting to do anything academic, not wanting to read anything had to do with school. So I picked up, um, I think it was a source magazine or double XL or something. Um, you know, I'm trying to read something about hip hop or something and anything that didn't have to do with like philosophy or literature, or math, anything. Um, and so I, I, you know, I lay down, I flip through it. I find an article that seems interesting and I begin to read and about two paragraphs in, I find myself critiquing the writer, right, and realizing that this is actually really bad writing, and how could they publish this? Um, and it was completely involuntary, and that's kind of when it clicked. That's when I was like, "Wait, why am I doing this?" Um, and I kind of liked do- that I'm doing this. I kind of liked that I was used, that I was operating at a capacity that I wasn't used to operating in. Um, and that's kind of when I realized that what was happening to me in the classroom you know was something special was
0: valuable was something i wanted more of absolutely um i know you touched on earlier about how critical thinking was one of the biggest things um that was different but were there any other subjects that you feel like you know meant a lot to you but you couldn't write couldn't quite you know explore that subject as much you know before prison just because of the underfunded schools maybe something um that you picked up in college that you found that you really enjoyed
1: um well, overall, I'm gonna be honest with you. I went to almost every school I went to in the public school, the public school system was underfunded, um, by a lot. Um, we hardly ever had any art classes. I think I when went to one, I had one art, two art classes, um, in my entire public school career, right. And the entire 10 plus years I was in the public school system. Um, and, you know, art has always been a passion of mine. It's something I was able to explore more in college. And I'd say that there weren't enough art classes in, uh, um, that might have sort of, you know, allowed me to uh, um, realize this, you know, this passion or interest earlier on. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sam, things are just limited in the schools I went to overall, like, even the classes we did have, we didn't have the great, we didn't have the best textbooks. They were all written in, they were missing pages. They hardly didn't have covers. They were all hand-me-downs. Right. And so you grow, you grow up (laughs) with hand-me-down educational material that's like missing stuff sometimes. Um, you know, it's very, um, you know, it's pretty apparent that something's wrong. Right. That like, that's not the type of quality we, we want our children, you know, the, the type of environment we want our children to be learning in. Um, and so I think to answer your question, art was the one thing that for me stood out that I was really able to delve into um, in college that I wasn't able to delve into in, in my public school.
0: Yeah, no, that's really crazy. It's just like, how do you expect kids to take education seriously when the school districts aren't doing the same? Like, you can tell when your textbooks and stuff are, like you said, hand-me-downs, or you're not really caring. So I don't know, that's just always been something interesting. Um, but while you were in prison, while you were in college, did you have somebody, I know you talked about friends or family, but did you have somebody like on the inside that was kind of your rock or somebody you could talk to throughout the college experience or throughout that whole yeah, program?
1: I'm going to be, yeah. I I actually had, I had a lot of people. Um, that's one thing, um, about the uh, bar prison initiative, uh, community is that it actually is a community. Like I had an, um, an entire, I had an entire court. I came in who supported me and we all supported one another. In addition to friends, I have friends who were like further along in their academic careers who I, I would, um, who would help out. Um, one of the things about, um, the students in Barton bar, bar Person initiative is that they're very eager to help others out, to help others getting to the program, to help others grow. Um, you know, it's one thing we, we, we sort of experience this growth of our, of our, you know, this personal growth, and we want to share that with others because we see how, how viable and how great it is to sort of, you know, develop into your own person, to have these, you know, to have these ideas you know, have your mental muscles worked in a way and challenged in a way that you've never had before. Um, and the things that that does for you um, inside and outside of the classroom. Um, and so one thing is about, you know, the bar Prison initiative is that you'll always hear people trying to convince other people that they should apply that they should be trying to get in, and that it's worth it, even if they don't, even if you can't always, you know, express in words why it's worth it, you do your best. Um, to convince someone that, you know, this is the route that they need to be going um, because at the end, because when you, you know, walk out of it at the end, you're gonna be, uh, you know, light years, um, you know, the growth, is just, it's inexplainable, honestly. I can't tell you um, the growth I experienced, like who I was to who I am now is, it leaves me in awe sometimes.
0: Absolutely, and you would say that like education um, and I guess art being your outlet, you know, instead of violence per se, that was probably a big part of that trajectory that we know, okay, I was on this path, but I was really shown a different way, like, that helped change the trajectory, like, of your life. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, education absolutely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, you know, not the things that I was learning, but like I said, the way it helped me use my mind, the way it allowed me to develop my own ideas and my capacity to think through things, to sit back with things, to, um... You know make decisions about unlearning things that no longer suited me was a big um a, a, a big skill that sort of came out of this entire college process was the ability to sit back with myself and say do i really believe these things anymore and do i need to believe these things anymore do they suit me and where i'm trying to go with my life um i i can't say whether i had the ability to or not to do that prior to going to college but college definitely made it easier for me to sit back and sort of think my way into the person I wanted to be.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, what's crazy is like, like you touched on learning how to learn. Like that's just something that for a lot of people, if they don't learn that, you know, in their elementary school years, they don't learn like that process of how to think, how to critically decide they never get it. Um, so I just think it's amazing that, you know, I guess you could talk about more, but how are you able to gain that skill so late in life? You know what I'm saying? Once you're already like 20, you know, in college, having to go all the way back, you know, kind of to the beginning almost and say, all right, so this is how I have to rethink how I approach problems. Um, so yeah, how was that restarting of, you know, the mind almost? I mean, you know, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy.
1: And it's, a, it's, it's an ongoing process. I'm continually finding things that I need to let go of, then I need to think through, then I need to sort of question and, um, and, or, or, and and unlearn. Um, but it's a process I'm excited about because as I grow, I feel more comfortable in in the person that I'm growing into. Um, because I'm making decisions about who that person is going to be. Um, you know, I felt like the person I was as a teenager was a composite of, all the different people in my neighborhood who told me I needed to be like this. I needed to be like that. And this is what you do when this happens. And this is what you do when that happens. Um, you know, and there the things that I sort of absorbed without question, I felt like, you know, the kind of like before sitting in the public in the public school classroom was like, you know, I sat there and I absorbed, what they told me without question because that was the sort of the prescription. How was the program college was different. College was more about what you thought about the stuff than what the stuff was in itself. Um, And so, you know, just, I can't, I'm so thankful for having had the opportunity to go through that experience, um, and you know, and become someone different and have the tools to become someone different and choose more so choose who that person is and will be
0: absolutely. So, kind of a question on that, like, do you think that college was the primary reason for the transformation, or was it just, you know, actually having people that believed in you, were there for you, and exposed you to a new way of thinking? Because a lot of people today will say, you know, well, I I see what college can do for people, but I don't think college is for me. So... Could you talk about, okay, maybe not just college, but the things inside of college that really made, you know, learning easier and how somebody who's maybe not in college, how they could still learn those, school, like those skills um, from other avenues in life? Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. Um, there's, you know, this conversation or anything I said is not to say that there aren't other ways for, pe- for you to grow in some very similar ways, right? Um, college is, or, you know, the college setting, the college institution is not for everyone. Um, but there's something about being challenged, just unsupported and, you know, and walked through, um, and pushed, um, you know, um, that helps you grow, um, in the ways that you need to grow in order to become your own person, to become an informed citizen, um, you know, to be decisive, to, to know what you want, um, to be, you know, to, to, to be able to make, you know, proper discernment between things. Um, and so like, I think that like you, and you know, to, to speak to your point. Yeah. What college did for me was it challenged me, um, and put me in situations that I, that uh, made me think in different ways, um, that then allowed me to grow in those ways. Um, I've now since been able to take that, you know, outside of the classroom and now I can go into an actual job on it, you know, a job and like learn things they' you know, on the job, like in, in, in actual moment, um, because of all this practice, because of all these, all these um, experiences, um, and I'm afforded the same growth that I did in the classroom. It's not a matter of just like, colleges, the college was um, the only way that I could grow in this, you know, that I can grow. Um, it was just the vehicle that was afforded to me.
0: Right, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's talk more about that. So now, I've heard a lot of people, you know, who've been incarcerated kind of talk about sometimes getting out is almost as scary as going in. So talk about your transition um from the lows of lows to then okay learning these new skills and these new ways of thinking and then how you took those skills and apply them to, you know, life outside.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, Jed man. Um, you know, coming home was a whole different ball game. Um, you know, um, there was no, I, you know, it's very difficult to prepare, um, not having been home since I was 16 and coming home when you're 28, um, you know, as an adult was, you know, very intimidating, um, for me. Um, and just, it was overwhelming. Um, I encountered a lot of, um, anxiety, um, mental health, you know, issues with mental health that I, um, I think, weren't necessarily, um, apparent or just, um, that I wasn't aware of while I was inside that I think, you know, being out here sort of really exposed for me and, um, my ability to sit back with myself and sort of think through things and not act impulsively and not react to what I was feeling, um, was important to my, you know, to basically my successful reentry. I've been home five years now. Um, you know, and I continue to grow and I continue to sort of, um, reacclimate to society. Um, you know, I don't think that re-entry is a thing that happens overnight or even in a matter of couple of years. Um, I spent 12 years in prison and, you know, 12 really formative years in prison. Um, and so my, my education and my ability to think critically, um, has been super important in just my, you know, in just not finding myself back in the not finding myself back in prison or in situations that could lead me to prison.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you being real vulnerable about that, because like I said, I've heard, bro, that's one of the toughest things um, to do. So that's crazy. Um, As we wrap up, do you want to talk about maybe your future plans, what you plan to do um, in the future? I know you said you're real passionate about talking to other people and just letting them know that, you know, they don't have to go through the same path that you went through um, to still get to the same place of success. Um, So, yeah, what do you got planned for the future?
1: Um, um, well, I'm, I'm going to continue to do um, public speaking. I travel the country currently, um, you know, when possible, um, you know, and I speak to different audiences about the importance of education and not just, you know, and the important role education played in my life and played in, you know, my colleagues' lives um, and the important role it should be playing in the lives of, of people, not just who are incarcerated, but pre-incarceration. Um, you know, I think that we really have a lot of work to do in our educational systems and I, and it's, you know. It's for me, you know, it's I feel it's my duty to sort of do whatever I can to improve these to improve these systems, um, you know, so that we're not having this um, school to prison pipeline. um, So we're not having people who are truly gifted fall through the cracks because, you know, we just we have a public school system who just doesn't really care or doesn't have the resources enough to provide the quality education that it should. you know I th- i'll continue to advocate for change continue to advocate for the expansion of higher ed in prison outside of prison um and also i'll be um speaking virtually i'll be sitting on a virtual at a virtual screening and panel um next week uh at morehouse on the 27th wednesday the 27th i believe it's at six thirty.
0: 6 30.
1: yeah um, with the andrew young center for global leadership um really looking forward to having this conversation with um, you know the, my fellow panelists and the rest of um, the
0: Morehouse community. Awesome man. Well, thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today, but I really appreciate you going in depth about what you went through. You know the pitfalls, the successes, um, and overall, hopefully somebody could hear that and take it you know to the heart as inspiration. Um, so. Like he said, you know, make sure you tune in October 27th, 6.30, all for the virtual screening discussion. Thanks so much, Giovanni. Have a good one. Jack, really appreciate you having me. Like us.